tree. Shit. There sure were some creeps in our neighborhood. Those Greenwood kids had bust up anything they could get their hands on. They'd steal bikes, pigeons, everything not nailed down. This loft was a great place for pigeons to home on, and nobody had have any idea it was up there. We kept the rope ladder in a hole under some bushes. We had a hook on it and used to throw it over a branch to climb up. Remember that rope ladder we used to climb up, Bertie? Jesus, we were screwballs when you think about it. I keep talking, watching Bertie, trying to tell if he's listening. He's still staring out that high window on the back wall. He's certainly pitiful-looking, squatting on the middle of the floor in thin white hospital pajamas. He's squatting flat on his feet with his knees together, his head thrust forward, his arms against his sides, his fingers hooked behind him. The way he squats, you'd think maybe he just might spring up, flap his arms a few times, and fly out that window he's got his eye on. It was a terrific loft we built down there in the woods. It was smaller than our first place, the one in his yard. Our first flock in Bertie's yard was big. There were ten pairs and two extra cocks. We had all good stock, no junk birds, no cornies, all purebred. I figure if you're going to spend money on feed, you might as well have good birds. Bertie's always trying to bring in some kind of shitty bird just because he likes it. We used to have big arguments about this. We had three pairs of blue bars, four pairs of blue checks, a pair of red checks, and two pair of white kings. No fancy birds, no tumblers, no fantails, none of that crap. Now I think. I know. No. Think. Nothing. When we sold the old flock, Bertie's mother made us scrape the pigeon shit from the front porch where the birds used to roost. She had the whole porch repainted with our pigeon money. Bertie's mother's a first-class bitch. Anyway, so we have no money to buy birds for the new loft in the tree. Bertie isn't supposed to have pigeons at all, anywhere. We get our first two birds down at 63rd Street under the L. There's a big flock of street pigeons there, mostly pure junk. We'd go watch them after school. We'd take the free bus from the railroad terminal to Sears. We're about 13, 14 then. We'd watch the pigeons strutting around, eating, fucking, the way pigeons do all day, not paying much attention to anything else. The eld go by, and they'd soar up in big arcs as if it hadn't been happening every five minutes for about fifty years. Bertie shows me how they usually go back to the same place and do the same things they were doing. We'd watch and try to figure out who the flock leaders are and where the nests are up in the girders of the eld. We try to work out the pairs. Pigeons are like people. Fuck practically all year long and mostly stay in the same pairs. Usually we'd bring along a bag of feed. Bertie can get almost any pigeon to come sit on his hand in about two minutes. He'd tell me to pick one out of a flock, and he'd concentrate on that one pigeon and start making pigeon noises. Sure as hell, that exact pigeon would begin twisting over and hop right up onto his hand. He tells me once he just calls them over. How in hell can you call a particular pigeon out of a flock? Bertie's a terrific liar. Ah, come on, Bertie. Get off it, huh? This is Al here. Let's cut this shit. Nothing. Anyhow, this one pair of blue bars adopts Bertie. They're beautiful birds, but not banded. Bertie gets them so they'll sit on his head or shoulders 
and they'll let him hold them around the wings. He'd stretch out one wing after the other and ruffle their flight feathers. These pigeons act as if this is the most natural thing in the world. Seem to like it. Bertie let them go. Throw them up with the other pigeons and they'd come right back. Usually pigeons will always fly to the flock. One day, Bertie and I walk home instead of taking the bus, and that pair stays right with Bertie all the way to our tree loft. Those crazy birds are homed on Bertie. Must not listen. To hear something, must not listen. To see something, must not look. To know something, must not think. To tell something, must not listen. We had to lock the loft to keep those blue bars from following Bertie home. His old lady'd poison them if she ever caught on.